Ladies and gentlemen, we're now two-thirds of the way through the Disney Marvel series, Loki. This is Raven on Loki subsection podcast with me, your host, Natalie Bohensky. And with me as always, my co-host, a man who is totally into the female version of himself. (laughs) It's Stuart Late. Hello, Natalie. Hello, everyone. I mean, wouldn't you? Come on. I would be. (laughs) <laughs> let's let's face it. Let's open this up and make it a, a three-way podcast, Stu. You, me, <laughs> and girl Stu. <laughs> well, there's there's girl clumsy. That that implies the existence of a man clumsy. Yeah, well, or at, least, or at the very least, a boy clumsy. Well, do you not remember? And this is a sidebar, very early on in the piece, but years ago when uh, John Birmingham used to have a column. Uh, on a certain publication that he mm. has, whenever he did a story that was kind of, he had this sort of fake man, man's, men's club. Yes. You know, like the Bounders Club. <laughs> the Bounders Club. So right. everyone would write in like they were sort of British upper crust gentlemen holding brandy and cigars and go, mm. yeah, pip, pip, tup, tup. It was very fun. And I would always um, respond as man clumsy. Uh, <laughs> the, the persona was that I was very, trying very obviously to be a man, but clearly, you know, faking it. Yes. Uh, so th- there is precedence for man clumsy. But hey, uh, before we get to talking about Stu getting totally into himself uh, as a girl, let us bring <laughs> in an actual third person to the show. He's back for another week. Please welcome from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. It's Gregoire. Hey. Hello. Oh, I'm very. I look. I tried to leave before, but your your lock on your door is very sticky or something. I I've been stuck in your toilet. Anyway, uh, Greg is still with us, and uh, it's been fun times. Lockdown in Brisbane. You know, we're all having a good time. But luckily, we have a podcast that we can do over the internet, so we can be safe. COVID safe. COVID clear. COVID chat. No, it's a, you, know, you shouldn't mention COVID on your podcast. Supposedly, it's a big downer. Turns people off listening. Really? Oh yeah. Oh. Um, before you turn off, there's there's going to be no COVID chat beyond this mention that we've been in lockdown. We're going to talk about Loki. <laughs> Excellent. Good, good. All right. That's yeah. Fine. Loki, who absolutely is not affected by any kind of disease, unless it's loving yourself. <laughs> loving you is easy because you're Loki too. <laughs> well, now they've turned off. Yeah, sure. sorry, sorry. Beautiful. Yeah, we've driven everyone away now. Uh, so... Yes, we're here to talk about season four of Loki, which normally, whenever I normally I always end up watching the shows after Stu does. He's kind of on it, and I'm always a bit later. Mm. And this time, I saw it before Stu, and I know that because I went to check to see mm. if he'd put up a tweet because Stu always puts up a tweet after these shows that we. There's always a tweet. There's always a tweet, <laughs> and there wasn't one. Oof. And I thought, oh, he's still watching it because it was that time of night. I went, he's still watching it, so I tweeted looking forward to Stu's tweet. And then Stu <laughs> eventually just tweeted back, holy shit. <laughs> because yes, it was I a, did. a very fun ending. That final sort of five minutes of the yes. whole palaver was great TV. Very fun. Oh, great just incredible. And uh, had a little bit of, um, uh, a little bit of Doctor Who in the hazmat beam, which... I think I mentioned in the last podcast. I can't remember, or I mentioned somewhere. The uh, the transmat transmat transmat. Did yeah. I say a hazmat beam? A hazmat beam, <laughs> <laughs> which is very different. <laughs> I don't know. It feels somewhat appropriate. Although, having said that, it's all made up. So have at it. Yeah, true. But the idea that uh, when you're pruned, you're not actually dead. Yeah. You're pruned, like with the plant, you're not killing the plant. You're pruning it. You're. It's not necessarily. I do dead. wonder. I do mm. wonder if Loki has just. All the Lokis are just saving Lokis. Right. And, okay. And, it might not be a... I, I don't know if I got pruned. It'd be like a whole... Like, like, so the, Mobius. The Citadel of Greggs. The, the Citadel oh, yeah. of Greggs. <laughs> oh, God. No, no there's, def- there's definitely a Citadel of Greggs. <laughs> I'm the Greggiest Greg of them all. Oh, Jesus. I'm the Greg King. I'm the oh. King of the Greggs. Oh, I don't need the King. Those Greggs are wankers. <laughs> I hate them all. See, Loki's done the thing. You know that on, on, online, it's like if you met yourself, would you try and kill yourself or would you try to kiss yourself? And, uh, and Loki's very much into the kiss themselves. But maybe I'd be more in the kill myself area. I don't mm, know. Maybe. Yeah, it's one of those things. What would you do now? <laughs> kiss or kill? Well, it depends if I met, you know, a version of myself that I was, like, attracted to. If they were prettier than me, I think I'd probably want to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if they were, like... Uh, if they looked like Jon Snow, 
Yeah. And yeah. they happen to be me. Yeah. I'm into that. Right, fair enough. Because it's not incest if it's yourself. This is going to be it's my just central pure masturbation. Tenet. That's right. Yeah. This is my central tenet. There are several people on the internet who would like to have that argument with you. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> well, let's get into that. Uh, we do a minute challenge as we start. I should have said, you know, spoilers if you haven't seen Loki. <laughs> sure. Episode four. What are you doing here? Uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? It's a lovely day outside. Go outside if you're worried about spoilers and Loki. Good Lord. <laughs> Well, you never know. We have our minute challenge to get cracking with where we put a minute on the clock before we record and Sue and I try to write down everything we remember about the episode. Now, is it my turn to go this time? I I think it's your turn to go, yes. It is? Okay. Well, then that makes sense because the first thing I wrote down was Loki wants to root him. Loki wants to root him or her. Um, Him or her. (laughs) Which is a slight flashback to the premiere pinnacle of Australian comedy achievement of the early 90s, which is Hercules Returns. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it is on YouTube. Just go watch it. It's great. So good. But yes, Loki fell in love with himself, and I think that's charming. Well, well, speaking of that, though, do you think that that is unrequited? Like, do you think that it flows equally both ways? No, because she was pretty angry when Ravonna at the end (laughs) pruned Loki. She was pretty angry. That's true. That's true. She touched him on the forearm. She initiated contact when Mm -hmm. they were about to get blown up. Yeah. She reached out and touched him. That's true. Uh, and, and also the little whisper, are you okay? Yeah. That was, uh, you know, that I think they like each other. Maybe I, he kind of went harder than she did. Yeah, yeah. Because I, she's used to being alone and she's been doing this whole thing for a while, but he's kind of been thrust into this crazy adventure after merely hours ago mm. being smashed by Hulk. Mm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's had a lot more of a quick he's a lot of growth. Yeah. <laughs> so much character growth, my God. And also remember he got put into that time cell for the bulk of this episode or mm. half of this episode. He was constantly being told by Lady Sif that By Sif making a sudden reappearance to the MCU. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well you can talk to that Stu because I don't know who she is because I somehow have forgotten who she is. <laughs> was that a sigh of exasperation? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Well, she got, I mean, once again, like a lot of Marvel stuff, she gets sidelined because she's meant to be Thor's girlfriend, really. And But in the first Thor movie, they went, no, 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 Earth Lady, she's the girlfriend. It's kind of like they did with Sharon Carter. They, they moved someone else into the number one squeeze for Captain yeah, America. And exactly. Thor. And so their squeeze from the move, from the comics now doesn't make sense. So Sif's just like, he's one of his friends who he, ha- he has fun with. And, <laughs> and she could be. And she, she's just one of the mighty three. Or No, no, no. That's, that's three other guys. What are they called? The- yeah, no, no. Well, she, yeah, the, the Warriors Three. She's not she's not part of the Warriors Three. But yeah. apparently she's in their little gang that, that they start the first Thor movie with. But Yeah, so she's just, she's just the girlfriend, not girlfriend. But she's the female friend of Thor, who's mm. like a quick-ass warrior. But not a Valkyrie, which is also a problem. So she doesn't get yeah. to be a cool Valkyrie. So she's just this kind of plus one like this weird fifth wheel i mean if you care that she was once thor's girlfriend it matters if you don't know you don't care it doesn't matter she's just a kick-ass warrior she's and and for the purposes of the episode she's someone who loki played a mean prank on once and now she gets to knee him in the balls over and over yeah yeah for for, that's that's hard that's really oh i found it very satisfying (laughs) how long was he in there for i mean from his point of view you don't know like that's what worries me about this sort of stuff you go was it real time like a couple of minutes or was it he was in there for years like he just mm, i just wonder i think that's why he was so keen to kind of try to declare like this is new for me i assume that he was about to make some kind of declaration of affection in some way whether that's you know love or just like i need to hang out with you more or whatever i think it's because he had been repeatedly bashed in the ball <laughs> <laughs> you know that's going to affect a man i mean it will it absolutely will you may be going to be like, you know, more of this stuff and I could just be being bashed in the balls over and over again and maybe I maybe I should just let a bit of love in. Or alternately, that becomes your thing. Yeah, that's wow. right. She needs him so hard it tickles his prostate and now he's like, oh, that's nice. That could work quite well. Do God, <laughs> as Guardian gods have prostate? I mean, sure, why not? Can you imagine Loki or Thor at the docks getting the whole, you know, turn left and cough treatment? No, no, they just, <laughs> you wouldn't need to. They just go, Heimdall, how big is my prostate? <laughs> Heimdall goes, mm, he can't see everything. He can, can see everything. He can see anything and everything in the universe. Oh, I so see. He, so he's just looking at, mm, you should get that checked out. That's as big as a walnut. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Idris Elba always kind of looked irritated all the time. That's all he could, if he thought about it for one minute. <laughs> That's it. All of a sudden he'd be looking at internal and prostate. He's just, he's just seeing nothing but prostates walking around. He's like, uh-oh. <laughs> 
God all you want to me is a prostate. What? You're a prostate on legs. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I care about now. You need to get a uh, hobby, Heimdall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yes, yeah, so um, I thought it was quite sweet that Loki uh, seemed to be, before he was pruned in a tragic pruning by Ravonna. Uh, yeah, so I said he found love in a hopeless place. Mm. So the, ah, very the nice. Guardian, yeah, it was a, that's, that's a song reference. Um, well, that's it. I mean, but but can, can I ask you a question, though? Like, did you guys think that, that he was specifically, like, falling in love with, with Sylvie? Was that was that the impression you guys walked away with? Well, the fact that he said in the interview with Mobius, like, she's frustrating and difficult yeah. and annoying and mm. stupid and, uh, yeah. like, I think, basically, I think a big mirror was held up to Loki and he went, wow, I like what I see, but I hate it, but I like it, but I hate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's right. Out, I've been saying from the start that Loki is a big narcissist and Moby has a massive go at him talking about yeah. how he's a big narcissist and I felt very vindicated. I, but Sylvie's not Loki. That's the thing. Sylvie's Sylvie. She's not Loki because she said it's not about you. Now, there's two points to that is it turns out she's literally not Loki. But we saw that little girl, so maybe she is Loki. But she's different enough. I think it shows that the variants can be different enough because Mobius was going on, you're such a massive narcissist and gosh and all stuff. And I just was like, no, she's very different to Loki and she has lived a very different life. And it's the whole fight between nature and nurture. I mean, if, if I got cloned and then someone took a skin cell, particularly malignant tumor or something, and it and <laughs> owned me out of it and then released it into the world and grew it up again from a baby, it wouldn't be me, I don't think. Yes, the nature's there as in the genes. I love the fact that Greg goes with the cloning and separate birth example and he could have just said, take twins. If you put them in separate households to grow up, they might be different. Well, I don't believe twins exist. I think twins are, twins are just a mockery from God. You, That's a- <laughs> I was about to say, you, you don't believe... Any twins exist, or I think there's no. I think there's one real person and, and one demon in human skin, <laughs> and we're still trying to work out which one it is. I don't believe we should kill all twins, but we need to work out which of the fifty. Come on, identical twins. You know what I'm talking about. Are you the good one or the bad one? You know. Come on, right. we're all friends here. Tell me, tell me which one's the. Or bad at least one. half of them know. Well, half of them know. <laughs> well, well, if, if you're not the bad one, therefore you're the good one, and therefore you know the other one's the bad one. By that's right. Just, and and they don't love you. They hate you. They will. They want to drag your hell to uh, your hell to hell. Drag your soul to hell. Look, this is just science. <laughs> and you can listen to Smart Enough to Know Better, where they discuss all sorts of people who don't have souls. Redheads, apparently, are the other ones. And left-handed people. You know it. <laughs> you all know it. So a red-headed, left-handed twin. Good lord! Twin. It's a nexus event. <laughs> That is a good point because as uh, Sophie was asking, Sophie, Sylvie, I think the actress's name is Sophie, uh, Sylvie was asking what the Nexus event was Mm. that saw her pulled out of her childhood. And I want to say, I just want to make a point here, that we saw the girl Loki, one would assume she's playing with a Viking-looking boat toy in Mm. what looked like Asgard and she gets arrested for crimes against the timeline gets taken off very quickly, is able to work out a temp pad, which echoes back to what how we saw Loki quickly mm. figure out a temp pad in yeah. episode one. She, in that moment, the small girl Loki, has very long, very brown hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. By the time we've met her, she's got very stylish blonde foils yep. in a very cute bob, keeps it really well styled. So she has this big monologue about having to run between worlds. I like the fact that she's gone to an apocalypse where there's a working hairdresser. I, no, no, it's, it's, she must have gone. She's gone to like LA just before it falls into the sea when the San Andreas yes, exactly. And she's like, you've got to do my hair now. They're like, no, 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 we, we have nothing. No, 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 you've got four minutes to get this done. Like, okay, <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, whatever, ladies. And yeah. she like zooms out. And ev- and whenever she needs those foils, because you've got to get your foils retouched yeah. every just goes back. It depends. Three to six months, you know, she's got to be topping up. I appreciate her dedication. <laughs> also, she's wearing the same outfit as when she was a girl, like that sort of unitard kind yeah. of leathery catsuity thing. She's gone and had that made, bespoke, tailored, mm. yeah, somewhere in an apocalypse. Yeah. And I say good for her, keeping in <laughs> fashion and style while she's running from, you know, the TVA. It's pretty clever. I like the fact that, that she learned to live in the apocalypses. It's pretty cool that, like, as in, that's where she could hide and she learned it. It wasn't like a Machiavellian trick that she learned. It was a thing of survival. As a young person, she worked it out and that's when they didn't. Can you imagine she probably just stumbled across it. She got into a, an, an apocalypse event and suddenly realized the TVA weren't on her ass. Mm. And, and then she was like, oh, wait. And then she tried another one. And went, oh, my goodness, I've done it. And she just knows she can just pop around. It also means that she would have had to figure out early on 
how to charge those tempads because remember the whole last episode was yeah. about needing to charge a tempad. Yeah. So as a small child, <laughs> yeah, but she, she would have had to work out. She's a Loki. She's, she's Loki. She's smart. Yeah, I also thought great. that was such a that was such a Doctor Who idea, like like a, a child who grew up in apocalypses. Yes. Yeah. One might say a slightly better idea than the timeless child idea. No, I mean, don't, don't go there. Why would you hurt me like that? <laughs> what was um? It was um. Uh, Aya Stark. That she played a character in Doctor Who who was like a a, a girl, the girl who lived. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, and she and she, she, that's very similar to that. She sort of lived not in different times, but she was a a young Viking girl. And then she, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's there's a connection. And then she, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, she lived forever because she messed around with the Doctor who saved her life. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, it's it is it is very Doctor Who, which makes sense. So it has that sort of time. Actually, I've got something to point out here. It's not just very Doctor Who. It's very Rick and Morty. Yeah, and I learned something very 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 interesting. One of the writers of oh, yes, Loki yeah. is by the name of I've got it written down here. Yeah, I, I forget which one it is, but yeah, Michael like, Waldron. Yes, and he was amongst other things one of the Rick and Morty writers. And yep. he, he's writing for this series of Rick and Morty. And if you just watch the latest Rick and Morty, Mortiplicity, which I won't go into, good Lord, yes, he wrote Loki and he wrote that episode. Good yep. Lord. You can go, hmm, he, let's just say he really likes this style of, of sci-fi and he's very good at it. He likes the concept of multiple versions of people. Decoys or variants. Ah, or- Yes. Or clones or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I heard that, I went, of course it is. Yes, it's fantastic. He's got one thing and he does it well. Yes. The third thing on my list, Stu, was I knew it. The timekeepers were bogus. Yes. Very proud of Weird little android men. I'm still very confused. I don't know if Ravana knew that they were robot men. She yes, didn't seem very, I, I don't know. She didn't seem very concerned when one of their heads fell off. She was like, protect the timekeepers, and then the fight. And then she, well, she knocked out at the time. She was unconscious. She was unconscious at that time. Uh, I, I don't know. Part of me is like, is she also a dupe, or does she know that Yeah, yeah, or does she, did she know that they weren't real and she's been keeping up appearances yeah or she how 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 deep does this go yeah 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 is she the one who they did show her at the beginning of the episode kind of going in to see them Mm. and looking kind of scared and intimidated yeah and that's she's alone so they're showing her Mm -hmm. alone going in to see the timekeepers so one would have there were guards there were guards in there yeah, but didn't she go in alone finally? Oh, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Because that's the, mm. the thing she said to the, the guards at the end, like, I've got them from here. And she took Loki. Oh, okay. She took Loki and Sylvie. No, 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 there were guards. Two. They fought the guards. Loki, they all punched out the five guards and they all had two guards each to fight. Yes. Oh, so maybe she could be pretending. But I I see what you're saying. It makes more sense that she's scared of someone or something that's not the timekeepers behind. Mm. Yeah. Whether yeah. she knows it or not consciously, I'm, mm. I'm not sure. Who but could it would... be? Who could it be? Do you have a theory or is that? <laughs> There's theories. It, it might be like a Mephisto level theory where it turns out to be complete bullshit, but I don't know. There is a theory as to who it is. There's there's a character that Ravonna in the comics is is quite explicitly tied to. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> so Greg and Stu know something and they're not telling me. Yeah. And as I said in the note I sent to all of you, it rhymes with Krang. Yes. That's all yes. we're going to say right now, as in Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or possibly one of the many, many versions of Krang. Yes, that's right. Yes. Is it Kang from The Simpsons? <laughs> Nearly. You're weirdly close. Weirdly, weirdly close. Anyway. Prang. No, no, no. That's not. Anyway, no, you're getting further away. It's Bang. fine. Anyway. Bin Tang. Bin Tang. Bin Tang. Fang. Fang. It's Fin Fang Foom. It's a giant dragon. <laughs> no, he's going to be in Shang-Chi. He's definitely in Shang-Chi. I saw it at They had a pretty good fight scene in the uh, the throne room. Yeah, uh, in the, that in was the, great fun. Yeah, that was very yeah. cool. And they work together, a little help kind of thing. And, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there are lots of Lokis working together. This isn't on my uh, list, but I should have put it in there, which is the uh, amazing Hunter B-15 having oh, yes. the yeah. that mm. she was in fact that she is in fact a variant because Sylvie got in her head. Now, I wanted to ask you about that. I wanted to ask both of you about that. What, did you buy that she was suddenly having a crisis of conscience? It did come on very quickly. It was all of a sudden, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like the actress is great and totally sells all the beats. But that was the only part of the episode that really rang hollow to me where I was just like, she's the true believer though. Like she's mm-hmm. been like the gung-ho frontline person the whole series. And then all of a sudden she's like, but am I not real though? Like she just, yeah, it was bizarre. 
Do you know how I think, I, why I think that maybe suffered? Why? Is because you just saw her collapse at the end of the second episode when we yeah. first encountered Sylvie in that rocks cart apocalypse. So she had possessed Hunter B-15. Yes. Who then kind of collapsed once she'd been depossessed. Mm. Disenchanted. Disenchanted, exorcised. I think Mobius then found the other girl, the one who went a bit crazy, going, it's all real, it's all C20. real. C20. But if they'd had a moment where B-15 had seen C-20 and or they'd, they'd had a similar reaction, I think that could have helped to make that stronger. But, of course, last week's episode was all Loki and Sylvie. They didn't have any flashback mm. to sure. the CBA. And so I think maybe that was something they had to cut or maybe – but, yeah, I think that's why it suffered from coming on real real quick, like. I don't have the same problem that you, see, you both seem to have. I uh, don't have a problem with it. Oh, okay. I'm just understanding, like, <laughs> yeah. I think Stu's right in that it kind of it's for me it it's just sort of happened it's because the information came from the outside for me i thought she was maybe i'm remembering it wrong but i thought she had a moment she looked a bit more concerned about something and then when she talks to morbius they have their really fun uh, morbius sorry they have their fun morbius is someone very different they have a very fun <laughs> friendly tete-a-tete well you brought another loki back yeah well you know i wanted to share the blame on that one and she goes did he say anything yeah that the, the tva was that it wasn't real like it was all a lie and i think that's what jogs because she was having a moment like she was like what's going on in my head i don't yeah. No. suddenly someone says the thing that you're thinking but he just says it and mm. then walks off and you're like oh no and that's what leads of course him mobius and, to have the same revelation and also she asked about c20 like how c20 oh yes yeah yeah and mobius has been told she's dead but not to tell anyone because she lost her mind and went insane yeah yeah it was very quick i guess but uh, yeah i didn't i don't have a major problem with it yeah i don't know it was a Ah, mm. that seemed to come on quick. But sometimes you have to make these shortcuts to make the pacing work. Yeah. you got to wonder, they must prune a lot of their own hunters because if, if that can happen that quickly, I guess it would be. It must happen yeah, that's right. on a regular basis. This is another question I have about time because I know it's wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey, and it's really hard to date anything in this universe. But the concept that they all had lives, so how long have they been in the TVA? That's deliberately left a bit nebulous and, okay. and implied to be much longer than a human lifetime. Yes, that's right. Because they move through all the time and space. They go anywhere they like. So yes. I guess once you're in the TVA. But we see in this one the person who arrested baby girl Loki, mm. or young girl Loki, was Ravonna. Mm-hmm. And she was a hunter at that point. But mm-hmm. now yes. she's judge or magistrate or whatever. So there's indicates that you can progress to mm. some extent through this bureaucratic system. Yes. Uh, is that an illusion or is that is there a linear kind of time to their progression or is it just a, a loop or something? And mm. then the other thing is girl Loki and baby Loki, how did the Asgardians, and this will come into play when we talk about the other big revelation of this episode, mm. how do they age? How old is Loki? How old is Sylvie? How, like, they're Asgardian gods but who have a childhood but then they've also been gods for a thousand years. Well, I was going to say canonically um, Asgardians can live thousands of years. Yes. So how long are their childhoods? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. They've never really dug into that, but yes. I don't think, I don't think they're 10 for a hundred years or anything like that. I think they live, they they age like you and I age, you're 21 and you're, you're an adult and you just slow down at that point. You become an adult and then you just get to be a cool adult for a long period of time. Yeah. I don't think that they're – it's not like Doctor – you know, Doctor Who has like a 50-year-old child. Yes, but then Odin was Anthony Hopkins, so he was older. Very, very old, though, yeah. But he was full sure. of the Odin force. That's a whole different thing. Like he was – he had this major – The his, Odin force? Yeah, yeah, his brother. His brother <laughs> bore, bore, <laughs> Keep bore. the derision out of your voice there, Dad. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was just saying, it sounds like – it sounds like an energy drink. Yeah, no, well, but it, it basically it's his, his – I drink his, Odin his, force. His brother, full of electrolytes. His brother let himself die to save the universe, basically, and, that, and the energy of his brother went into into odin and that's why odin has this cosmic altering power odin's unbelievably powerful in the marvel universe yes he is the odin force well technically it's the name of you'd have the natalie force uh stew would have the stew force because thor gets it later on and he is the thor force it's not like the odin force in thor Right. It's, it's just called the Force, I guess, but not that. Not that Force. Although, although Disney, the, the copyright Ooh. issues don't exist as much as they did previously. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's yes. So it's yes. Yeah, so, sorry, there's a, bit of, there's a bit of information about things you don't need to know about. But Odin's very, 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 very old. Remember, they were charging around on Earth doing Viking stuff thousands of years ago. That was them doing their thing. We, we yeah. know the stories of Thor as a god because he came to Earth in the 15th century and the 13th century and beat people up 
and fought giants. That's where our stories come from in this world. Mm. So he's 700 years on. He's not, he still looks like a young face, young man. He's all Chris Hemsworthy. Mm. So he's, he's, but, yeah. but were their childhoods specifically 20 earth years or were, do you know what I mean? Like how, I think so. Yes. How long? That's if, my guess. If, if they live forever as gods, how long were their actual childhoods? It's just, it's the same as Greek and Roman mm. mythology that, you know, so-and-so had a baby and it was this, but they're also in other stories, they're a grown adult. So it's, they exist simultaneously. It's like Jesus. He exists simultaneously as a baby and as a dead dude on a cross. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Whatever you need him to be at the time. Yeah. That's just a point that I was making there about the relativity of time. Can I just bring ask a question? Because Sylvie says to Ravona, what was the thing that created the Nexus event? You know, why did you destroy my life? Yeah. And Ravona's like, Ew, nothing I don't remember. You mean nothing to me. But She but, totally uh, remembers. She totally remembers. <laughs> and and I think, well, Sylvie's theory well before that was that there's she was a girl. Because she said, as the goddess of mischief, I, I created chaos. Well, the universe wants chaos, hence I'm the goddess of mischief. And I took yeah. that to mean they're all meant to be dudes. Loki's are dudes. Yet the universe popped out a girl one, and that just rooted up the timeline in a big way. <laughs> and and the timeline's like, yep, that's how. And, and it split because that's what the universe needs is, is mischief and and. Um, but then uh, it took them a calamity. while because she was like a ten year old girl. Yeah, well, that's when it. Yeah, it's because she was doing. I don't know. She's playing with dolls. I don't know. <laughs> People have pointed was, out that was, what, what she's doing there is like playing Ragnarok and oh, saving the day. Oh. Which is actually really clever. Like, like I, I didn't necessarily pick that up on my first watch, but like going back, it's like, oh yeah, she's being heroic in that moment. She's saving the day and playing at instead of like tricking people, she's like saving people. Oh, so that so it, it's not the fact that she's a girl necessarily. It's the fact that she has the potential in her for goodness, and they're like, nope. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. That could be it too. Yeah, I like that. That's echoed then on Lamentus when the the two of them, she touches him. They look at each other and realize that they have the capacity to be good and to have a connection with, with someone, even if it's technically with themselves. Yes. And as Moby says later on, yeah, you can be good. You, you, can, you can be anything you want, even good, just in case anyone said anything different, yeah. uh, which is lovely. Uh, sorry, sorry for that torture I put you through where that woman kicked you in the balls 700 times. But, uh, I know she said you're a piece of crap, but you're not. You're my buddy. Okay, thanks, friend. Um. <laughs> of, this transitions into my next point on my list, which was Mobius knew Loki was telling the truth and, oh, they're friends. Yes. So when mm. he said they're lying to you and then he brought back, Loki back in to do the, his confession mm. that he was in cahoots with Sylvie. And he works out that Loki's telling the truth but has to lie very mm. obviously to yeah. say, oh, no, you're just clearly a narcissist who's into yourself and was trying to take over the world and we're going to close this case. But he had second thoughts, which was very sweet to watch Mobius kind of play. Yeah. Just that- lovely acting from Owen Wilson, I think, to give that sense that he knows there's something further on but he's keeping his Mobius face on yeah i did like that as well i really thought that was really clever it felt that's how i agree with that on that one because you can't just go i believe you loki because it could be cameras everywhere and everyone can see or whatever and so he has to kind of play this game of throw him back in the ball hitting room and i'll also he's still he's still like figuring it out himself like he's he's deciding whether or not he actually believes this and when Mm. what and what he's going to do about it if he does yeah he better not be dead i tell you well then i was going to say my next point (laughs) my next point was everybody dies (laughs) just this once everybody dies dies. how how insane how absolutely insane Like, like i i am almost almost disappointed that they immediately walk back the loki death because what an insane thing to do on episode four of six. Yes. To kill off Tom Hiddleston's Loki and then yep. leave it with Sylvie, who would still technically be Loki and the titular character. Yeah. Oh, you know, what an insane thing to do. I think they were trying to s- stop people from going super batshit insane. Oh my God, this is it. The time of woman has arisen. Yeah. When, oh, geez, yeah, when, actually, when yeah. it happened and then the credits roll and we're just going, oh my God, and just processing. And I turned to Nat and went, maybe Tom Hiddleston is leaving. Like maybe, maybe it's like Chris Evans. Maybe this is how he leaves the franchise. And yet they have another Loki who can now step in a younger That's it. Lady Loki, who's still Loki, and everyone goes, "Oh, it's great!" And I was like, "Oh my!" This, and I really was like, was sitting with me for, you know, not for very long, obviously, but for what happened next. But I really went, "Oh, this could be it. This that could be the end of Tom Hiddleston's character." Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, and and it's and it would have been. I went. I was honestly fine with that. I was like, "Sure, another Loki. I'm cool with that." It's, you know, she seems 
It was yeah, yeah. Anyway, I was happy with it, but it, it's it's not not meant to be. It seems. <laughs> well, it seems like they were they were like a half a step ahead of us because yeah, like, like my mind went there, your mind went there, lots of people's minds must have gone there, and then they immediately walk it back. They're like, no, 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 he's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's and that's the final thing on my list was uh, everybody died. Also, some randoms showed up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> not just randoms, Nat. <laughs> well. Do you want to move on to your list? Oh. I suspect that might be something you wish to talk about. Well, I mean, sure. So so the first item on my list was in capital letters, they killed Loki, <laughs> brackets, but we have some spares. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we got uh, in, the, in one of the most genius bits of MCU casting ever, we get Richard E. Grant as classic <laughs> Kirby Loki. Jack Kirby uh, drew uh, oh, Loki okay. when he, he first appeared Loki. in the Avengers. That, that's, that's the classic costume. That, that is yeah. straight out of the Avengers. He's <laughs> like um, underpants. Giant underpants. Yeah. Yeah, the little cape, the weird little, uh, like, Kermit the Frog collar. Oh, it's, yeah. it's all there. The, the, the weird horns. Yeah, his helmet looks like it's made of paper mache. Yeah. And it looks, it looks like it would unbalance you, yeah. like like you would fall over because yeah. they would knock you off balance. It's so good. Like And, and like, but, but having said that, like, Richard E. Grant <laughs> is genius casting for that character. His manner, like, I can just picture what he's going to be like. It's going to be amazing. He'll be the great um, intelligence from Doctor Who when he played the great intelligence. Probably a little bit more, a little bit more like mischievous, but like a little bit more supervillain. He's sure. going to be a grumpy AF. He's going to be the character he was in Game of Thrones when he played the actor who was just constantly pissed off at everyone, oh, yeah. screwing up their lines. Is that Richard like, E. Grant? You think? Do you think he's not actually acting anymore? He's just like, <laughs> my joke. My joke was going to be that he just stood there looking because you didn't see him speak. You only heard him speak Mm. and then the camera cut to the three of them. The expression on his face was like he just got told to put on this stupid costume. (laughs) (laughs) Like... I'm fucking doing it. He got told he's gonna be he's gonna be in the MCU. He's like, oh, finally, I'm I'm in. I've got an MCU role. They're like, here's your costume. He's like, what is this? And action. (laughs) I adore Richard E. Grant, obviously, Mm. because of his you know classic seminal work in you know one of the greatest movies of all time, really, which of course is Spice World. Spice World, the movie, yes, absolutely. uh, and his role uh, as the manager, Clifford. Mm. I'm just, just hoping that one point they, they turn up in, in you know like in England somewhere and he just goes past some schoolgirls and goes, Scrubbers! <laughs> That'll be, that's my... Uh, that that's was my, also in Spice World. No, that was that also, was, that was uh, Withnell and I. That was I thought, We're going to keep making comments about, can you say Scrubbers anymore? You can't say Scrubbers. No, I, I think we can bring Scrubbers <laughs> back. I don't think we can say Scrubbers. I think I've been cancelled. Oh, no. What about no, I, Scrubbers I is affectionate. Scrub- is it? Oh, okay. All it's, right. And it's also, it's like good old-fashioned Australian slang. Is it Australian slang? We, I think so. We've appropriated well, it from the British. I think we might have appropriated okay, it, cool, no, but it's right. it's good old fashioned, like with scrag. Oh, I'm glad. And I'm, I'm glad we've um you as a late late end millennial and me as a Gen X, so we've decided we can say that now. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's affectionate. Like it's it's <laughs> affectionate. When I want to yell at schoolgirls out of a car, I just yell scrubbers, and everyone goes, "Ha, huh, you affectionate yeah, old man." A, there's a slight <laughs> comedic element to it. Sure. A slight. Right. It's, I mean, it's a slight like, hey buddy, <laughs> shut up, but also. Thanks for going with Scrubbers because it's a comedy word. <laughs> like the word Scrubber, it's just, it's just a funny word. Sure. Like it's the cellar door of comedy. Of <laughs> <laughs> gendered insults. Yes. It's the cellar, cellar door of, of misogyny. But also remember that Scrubs in the American version, yes. of course, is a scrub is a guy who's... Can't get no love from get, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Leading out of his best friend's ride. A, a scribe is a guy who thinks he's fly. Fly. He's also known as a buster. Ah. Something, 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 and he sits on his ass and no, mm. I don't want <laughs> something and no. I don't want your love. Uh, I, no, I don't want to give you my... I don't want your something. I don't want to give you mine and no. Look, the fact that I cannot remember the lyrics mm. to TLC's <laughs> seminal yeah. 1997 mm. song, I think it's seven or eight, no scrubs. So scrubs, I think, can be, you know, equally gendered. You've got scrubbers and scrubs. Just see that pairing. That'd be that'd be great. So Richard E. Grant, huh? So mm. anyway, <laughs> Spice World. Yes. True genius of <laughs> yeah. cinema. All right. His costume was amazing, and but we also had multiple Lokis with him as well. Exactly, yeah. So we had yeah. um, we had Kid Loki, who's from the comics. Um, yep. We had weird oh. steampunky 
Thor Loki. Yeah, uh, he was not from that. the comics. No, no, and and alligator Loki. And alligator Loki, of course. <laughs> wait, <laughs> the the wait, internet's wait. new darling. Yeah, is, is alligator an actual Loki? Is I don't really? know. He's wearing a hat. The alligator is wearing a pair of Loki horns. That's yeah. a Loki. So it's not just a kid. I thought, well, I it, was thought a kid's it was the kid's pet. I thought it was the kid's pet. But maybe nope, he has a pair of Loki horns on. That's a Loki. But he's, a, he's he's an alligator Loki. Or he's a caiman. I think he's a caiman. A caiman Loki. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that's crazy enough. But that other guy, the 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 black guy, because I was thinking about that because I saw the hammer and I went, oh, it's a Thor. Oh, that's cool. That's a Thor. And then went, wait, no, why would a Thor be there? It must be a Loki, but it's got a hammer. Maybe I'm just jumping because it's got a wrench and a hammer. So it's like, you know, it's got a um, wrench on the back. And then I went, mm. oh, is this going to tie into he who be worthy gains the power of Thor? And this is a, a good Loki that is worthy to carry Mjolnir. Yeah, except was that Mjolnir that he was carrying? Because it looked oh. like a, a jury-rigged hammer. It didn't wasn't any Mjolnir I'd ever seen mm. before, but a variant Mjolnir. I don't know. He yeah, maybe. Steampunk universe. but And that's a really cool idea if he is a Loki. Once again, we're probably going down Mephisto power routes here very quickly. <laughs> but the idea that Thor in their universe died and Loki went, oh, I'm good, and picked up the hammer. Because, you know, in the main Marvel universe, in the first movie, he tries to pick up the hammer. And, of course, the hammer's like, nah. Yeah. Uh, and he can't. He's not worthy. It'd be cool if there was a Loki that was worthy and was a big, tough Loki. I yeah, he, so- he's listed in the credits as uh, boastful Loki, so I'm not sure whether that bodes well or, or bad for your for the theory. But oh, okay, but yeah, he, he has a Thor-like air about him. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and apparently he was also in Game of Thrones. Yes, and- he was Ario Hota. How do you remember that name, Stu? How long have we been friends, Natalie? How do you how do you think <laughs> I remember that name? Because my brain is broken. <laughs> but no, but I. Okay, so who was he then? Who's Ario Hota? He's Ario Hota. He's um he's the the big uh, Dornish bodyguard. So you remember, you remember, like many fans, you've completely wiped Dawn uh, from your memory. <laughs> you um, hated the Dawn stuff, didn't you? Know? I know. <laughs> the Dawn stuff was a tedious sidebar in the show. Oh, I didn't um, mind it because it was Bron and Jamie being buddies. And that lady sure. had the her boobs. That, that's true as well. Oh, the daughter. She was one of the sand snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. she used her boobs to get out of jail a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah, she, she yeah actually, that, that, that whole sequence does make it worth it. But um, <laughs> the... <laughs> The um suddenly we're uh, but, all wrong. <laughs> so there was the Prince of Dawn. So so there was um uh, Alexander Siddig oh, who uh, okay. was from yep. Star Trek. He was actually uh, Bashir in in DS Nine. His big bodyguard guy yes. is Ario Hota. I see. Apparently has a massive role in the books. In the books, he's a viewpoint character, okay. but he's one of those guys who like just sits silently in the corner, and you're seeing through his eyes, so you're hearing his thoughts in the book, but he doesn't actually say anything. So in the show, he just kind of stands in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. But he got killed pretty quickly. He did, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Diobia Opara. Diobia or Diobia? Diobia. Yeah, there you go. Well, yes, so Alligator Loki, Kid kid Loki. (laughs) I'm going to go with Cayman Loki. Cayman Loki. Cayman Loki's pretty good. I like that one. I also feel like that fits because if Loki banked anywhere, it would be the Cayman Islands. That's very good. Very good. Nice Steampunk Thor. What What was Richard E. Grant? So he's, cl- he's he's called Classic Loki. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. That that's how he's listed in the credits. Is Classic Loki um, because he is he's he's based exactly on on Jack Kirby's original design for the character. Yeah, um, it's yeah. amazing. I love it so much. The second item on my list is uh, they killed Mobius, or did they? I guess maybe not. Maybe he wakes up and he's on a giant lake full of jet skis. I really hope that's that's how that yeah. works. Yeah, that was so sweet. I want to go somewhere where there's a jet ski. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's dead. He's been pruned. But Loki, at the end of it, will go find another one and say, I owe you a lot sort of thing. You're my friend. Who are you, man? I, I don't know who you are. Like, he's on a jet ski. Yeah, he'll, he'll be full Owen Wilson at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And let's be like, hey, we're friends. Let's let's hang out. Okay, man, whatever. And like give him something or help him out in some way or hey, yeah. why don't we have a drink together or something? Yeah, otherwise it kind of takes a lot of the sting out of all those prunings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, pruning means yeah. nothing almost. Yeah. It just means you, you get tra- teleported somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Which would be confusing and weird, like because they would have done that to trillions of people. Yes. Um, what would have happened there? So yeah, I'm very interested to see how that all sort of shakes out. Um, because it, these next two episodes are going to be so important for sticking the landing. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of balls yeah. in the air right now, and it, I'm loving it. But the point of a juggling act is that you catch them again, and they don't just <laughs> fall to the floor. Can we just jump back a little bit? Sorry, in your list. Can we go back to yeah, yeah. Um, classic Loki. I just realized something, oh, yes. else, something very important in the background that was definitely the 
Avengers Tower. Yes, sorry, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's a ruined New York. Yes, because I was looking at it going, I wonder where this is. I looked over to the right and went, that's the Avengers Tower. I didn't even mm. send it to Natalie. And she went, oh, yeah, it is. I went, oh, okay, so this is like a post-Chitari, but the Avengers failed New York or something like that. There's something going on or... Yeah, yeah like, like maybe they're one. stuck in a, a variant timeline that, that hasn't been noticed or something. Um, yeah, we're classic Loki 1, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be cool. Yes, it'd be pretty funny. It's I, I find it really interesting I, it, when you think about you got classic Loki, but then the movie Loki came out. And he's very, very, very different, but he's so good that he then is brought back into the comics. Like Loki is now a sexy young guy. In fact, yeah. he's a sexy young woman as well, like a gender fluid kind of character. But then that doesn't stick, and you suddenly realize there's also evil Loki still in the comics, separate to sexy Loki. Yeah. And you go, oh, the MCU is really powerful when it can change the initial work, like the. It sure. Can the for- it can change the form of the comics that it came from. Also, if I can just add into that the amazing time loop that we've brought back because as I started with Richard E. Grant, he was in Spice Girl. And, of course, what do we know about the Spice Girls? There's Ginger Spice and Baby Spice, yep. Scary Spice, yep. Posh Spice yep. and Baby Spice. So mm-hmm. now we've got Kid Loki, Cayman Loki. Oh, Spice oh Loki, yes. Sexy Loki. Yeah. The Spice Lokis. It's Spice yeah. Lokis. <laughs> If they break into I zing see, zing. yeah, hey, ta- that'd be great. Zing a zing. Has, the bit, the, if you want to be my Loki, we haven't had a dance number yet. We have, we haven't had the. It was Agatha. Oh, long. that's true. We, yeah, we haven't had the bop. We're gonna get that in this series. We didn't. We didn't get a dance number in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, but we got Zemo dancing. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot. How could I, I forget about Zemo dancing? Maybe look, it worked. The Zemo. Yeah, mm, it mm, worked mm, in mm, Guardians mm. of the Galaxy. What, what? What are you doing? It's a dance off, bro. Yeah, that kind of stuff. We can do the same thing here. We can come down to um, whoever's running the TVA having a dance-off with one of the Lokis. And they're like, I have defeated you all. No, you haven't. You haven't defeated Dancer Loki. God, he's so powerful. I'm the Loki who break dances. Oh, man, he's so cool. Drop me some fat beats, beatboxing Loki. Beatbox Loki. Crumping, crump Loki? Or crunk Loki. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, we should write this. <laughs> I love all of that. I want it to be canon. No, okay, um, okay. We'll, 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 it, look, it's an infinite universe with multiverse. It is. That's it. Everything's canon. Oh, the, the thing I was going to say was um, you're right in that the MCU is powerful and has this, this you know, storytelling gravity. And I think that's the space the show's playing in. Like, they, they really are playing in the idea of, like, storytelling and, and who gets to say what's real and what's not, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting. I think it's an interesting thing for the show to do. Yeah. And it's really interesting for the broader context of the MCU. You going forward, I think it's just like there's going to be all sorts of interesting tangents off that. I hope a couple of episodes ago, when you were discussing this, you made a very po- points to you about this, saying that they're confident now. They've they've done so well. Yeah. Some of them are great, some of them are good, some of them are okay, none of them are awful, none of them are totally bad. And so now they've gone. All right, we can do anything as long as we do it with style and panache. Yeah, and, and 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 people will like it, and some people will not like some. Like uh, you read, some people go, "Oh, I didn't like Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it was boring." And I have a friend of mine who didn't <laughs> like Wanda Vision because he was like, oh, "Who cares? It was it was a woman having a breakdown, and then." some witch turned up and I went, yes, if you want to break everything down to that, I guess that's true, but good Lord, you know, <laughs> you missed the point. But that's fine. He was wrong and I can accept my friends who are wrong. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> but it, it's, yeah, so they now can just play in genres and well, they're already doing that in the movies, but they're just, they're just doing whatever they like now and it's wondrous. Yes. Uh, can I make a point, just mm-hmm. sidebar, because I just brought up the picture of all the, the Loki <laughs> variants. Richard E. Grant's, old Loki, classic Loki, is carrying a handbag. <laughs> he is, yes, yeah, a man satchel, yes. Oh, sorry, is that what it is? <laughs> I mean, look, you know, it could, it could very well be a handbag. Who knows? It's sort of got a green straps and a brown, you know, the baggy part. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is a handbag. It's, it's a, a handbag. It's a handbag. <laughs> the way he's carrying it under his arm, too, it's a handbag. Like the kid's got a, the kid's got a Cayman. <laughs> Thor's got a hammery, wrenchy thing, <laughs> and Loki. God. Old Loki has a, has a, has a hand. I just want to be an actor that gets to a mm-hmm. point in his career that I'm going to go. They go, hey, hey, Greg, do you want to come and be in our show? You're going to we're going to put you in happy high pants. It'll come up to your belly button, <laughs> and you get to be the old Loki. And I'm like, yes, 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 it's I do. 
does like, like, that is so far above his belly button though that's that's <laughs> almost at nipple height it's glorious it's yeah, absolutely yeah. glorious and, and if you look i mean i don't know whether you got the, the google machine yep. fired up nat but um if you look up like classic like jack kirby loki you'll see that it is comics accurate like it's just so good yeah, okay, because a lot of these pictures he's not wearing a cape, but now he's wearing a cape. Yeah, there's, there's often a cape involved. Richard E. Grant kind of looks skinny compared to – that guy looks a bit buff. <laughs> yeah. Richard E. Grant's kind of skinny, but I like it. I like it a lot. It's very good. Once again, Loki, most dangerous of the Norse gods, returns to give the mighty Thor his greatest challenge. <laughs> Show him his boner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, thank you, Kevin Feige, whoever does this, for going, yeah, of course we can have old Loki, original yeah. Loki. Of course we can do all that. And I love the fact they don't, because they could have made his costume comics accurate but still look good. They could yeah. No, no, they, they made it a Halloween costume. They made it, yeah, like like, um, like uh, Vision did. Like and, Visions, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Wonder, yeah, that's right. And, and, and you just go, oh, so once again, you're confident enough to make your people look like dweebs yeah and that's okay that's- it's a level of confidence that i am thrilled by yeah it's I, yeah. Well, well done them i'm so glad they're making billions and billions <laughs> just a little startup company yeah yeah that's right yeah the next item on my list was did they kill hunter b15 i think not like they knocked her out right no, i just wanted to most definitely did not kill her yeah, she not. because they knocked her out and then ravonna said protect the timekeepers mm-hmm. so they changed to fighting sylvie and loki yeah right and okay the other hunters got knocked out so one would assume that sylvie now has ravonna at prune point <laughs> that b15 will wake up and assist her in the interrogation of whatever Ravonna has to reveal. Yes. That's Sounds good. No, no, that's a great theory. The next item on my list was uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, which oh. was just uh, hey. talking about the timekeepers and the fact that they're strange android, android I'm men. I'm so impressed with myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, it's Maybe a- it was obvious. Maybe everyone got that. But I said it in episode one and I'm pretty chuffed right mm. now. I love that whoever whoever's running it, whoever's doing it, when the head got knocked off the middle guy, they start laughing. They're like, oh, this is hilarious. It's, it's, they're not like, oh, damn you all for breaking the thing. They, whoever's running them is laughing and found it funny. And that's funny to me too. I don't know why they, why would you laugh when you've just been busted? Unless it doesn't mm. matter. Unless the timekeeper, the, the middle guy was lying because he went, you're also a children of the timekeeper, Sylvie. And she goes, and then throws the knife at him. So yeah, unless- what was that about? And, and says, let's talk. Yes. And she's like, no. It could just be a lie, another lie amongst lies. It makes me kind of think it could be a Loki, like a Loki lying. That could be easy. I don't think it is. I think it's going to be the other guy, but uh, <laughs> it, could be, it could still be Loki. You want to keep it mind could it. still be Loki behind the curtain. A naughty Loki, yeah. But, oh, this Kang villain or so Kang Krang. Yeah, Krang. so I was, I was thinking it was going to be, I honestly thought in my head, oh, it's going to be classic Kirby Loki. That's who I thought it was. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be evil old Loki going, you're so young, Loki, but when you get to my age, you start realizing you have to take control of everything, you fool. And then when I, because that's when I, when I saw Richard E. Grant as that Loki, I went, oh, it's not. I was wrong. <laughs> like yeah. theory was <laughs> but I really thought it was going to be like a reveal of him lounging on a throne, like that level of. Like, yeah, level. That, that would make a lot of sense. But yeah, no, no. it wasn't that. So, I mean, what, what the hell <laughs> is it going to be? Oops, which is great about these shows. Do you have a theory, Stu, about the timekeepers? Well, like I said, my, my theory is that it's that the person we're studiously avoiding naming so people can enjoy the reveal. But maybe not. I mean, that that feels very obvious. And also, we know that that character is, has already been announced to be appearing in later things. Maybe the fact that he will be appearing earlier mm. is like the twist. You can think yourself into a pretzel. Like, it's, it's a Mephisto thing. It's a Mephisto. It'll be Mephisto. It'll be Mephisto yeah, behind the curtain. Mephisto. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then um, the last item on my list was uh, learning to love your variant as the greatest love of all. Ah, oh. see, that's what I was. Yeah. I found love in a hopeless place. He still yeah. also went yeah, for a yeah, song yeah. reference. Yeah, yeah. This is why we podcast. Exactly. Together, that's right. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind. I don't think it's weird. You're saying Stu that people think it's weird. I don't think it's weird. At a all. lot. Of, a lot of people very quickly, like as soon as because I, I I got on Twitter as soon as the episode finished to uh, write my holy shit, and then um, <laughs> I searched the hashtag, and and it was just filled with people who were furious about the very idea 
idea that there was like any sort of romantic relationship between these two characters. They were extremely angry because it was essentially incest. And I'm like, no, you're you're being far too literal and also calm down and log off for a while. And also, I'm so Targaryen about this now. (laughs) (laughs) Incest just rolls off your back. Uh, So where are we up to? Predictions for next week? Uh, yeah, well, that's that's my list. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, predictions for next week. I'm going to jump in here because I don't. I know you don't normally do this, but I, I happened to see it was a, a recap of all the Loki episodes b- put out by Marvel, and at the end they showed something which I absolutely punched the sky when I saw it. And it's not a story, not like a Marvel thing. It, it's a. It looks like it's going to be another DB Cooper kind of thing. Have you seen it? No, no, I haven't actually. No. It, Can we tell him? Do you mind if we tell you? Can I tell yeah, you? Yeah, do it, do it. There's just one, it's like Loki finding all the, I went, oh yeah, that's a, I know that scene, I know, I know that scene, I know that scene. And then suddenly the USS Eldridge drops out of the sky into a wasteland. Oh, and okay. It's Philadelphia, holy shit, it's the moon. <laughs> it's like, in a way, that's so exciting. It's the Philadelphia experiment. That's yeah. The idea that they did some experiment, it's not true, but as in, and it jumped through time. And then they're going to tie that into Loki. I'm very excited. Yeah, that, that's that's really love, cool, actually. <laughs> I love that. When I was a kid, I used to collect these books. They were printed on really cheap paper, like that brown kind of recycled paper. And they were called The Giant Book of Fantastic Facts. And I had about right. three different volumes of these things. And they were all just text and picture, but they, they kind of looked like they were handwritten. You know that style of print where it was like some things would be text but other things would just be look like mm. they've been handwritten. Sure. They're all, all obviously bound and printed, but they're kind of for kids, I guess. So you see a bit of visual stuff as well as text. And there was one page that was just devoted to the Philadelphia experiment <laughs> and how it went wrong. And now these ships, this ship haunts the seas and it flashes in and out and people have seen it. And mm. it had, you know, picture of the ship with lines around it, you know, mm. just mm. simple lines. I, I went through a massive phase of, of like being super into like mysteries like that. Like, like oh. this, this is well before X-Files like came yes. on the scene. Like, Were you like, like also yeah. Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, Bermuda Triangle yeah. And, and like cryptids and shit. Oh, I loved it. I, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it still happens because that was a big, it was well, just an exciting yeah, so time. UAPs is the new version. Everyone's like, aliens are here and the military no, saw no, them. No. But I mean, still, like do kids still get books about and go through weird? Yeah. Or are they all on Have you not like- heard of QAnon? <laughs> <laughs> Kids definitely still exist and get old and can't join the government. Yeah, shoot up pizza places. Yes, no, no, no. But there's a difference to me between like historical mysteries and shit like that, and like weird conspiracy, current conspiracy stuff. Mm. Like these fantastic folks, folks, the fantastic (laughs) facts books never had the moon landings were fake. Mm. It was, it was things like. This was the story that of of a, the Loch Ness monster, or, or, or here's or, you know the Tunguska Siberian yeah, Tunguska, yeah. crash, or you know just kind of stuff that was like facts, but some were mysteries. Mm. So yeah, you know, unexplained phenomena. Or some yeah, sort. unexplained yeah. phenomena and shit. Yeah. And then you'd watch Un- Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack. He could be hanging from his neck in his fucking closet. Sorry. Robert Stack in <laughs> Basketball. Sorry, it's a total tangent there. <laughs> they actually got Robert Stack. He's like, where is Coop? Uh, Coop has vanished. Cut to his friend. Coop, yeah, Coop's yeah. best friend. Matt, Matt Stone. Custom Matt Stone pashing on a girl in a car for no reason. And he just like, and he turns around and goes, I don't know. He'd be hanging from his neck in his fucking closet for all I care. <laughs> Cut back to Robert Stack going, He's hanging from his neck in his fucking closet. And then just kind of weirdly looks off screen like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, Robert Stack for having enough understanding that it's, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Look, basketball, uh, as we said last week about not another problematic. Movie, got some problematic Problem- elements. Real problematic. But it's also fucking hilarious. Like, yeah, it has some moments. Why don't you... Uh, Come up and we'll lay some carpet and <laughs> in my lobby. Yeah, yeah, the carpet my lobby. No, it's buff the lobby. Oh, buff my yeah, lobby. Lay That's... some carpet and then buff the lobby. Yeah. Buff my lobby. Yeah, and then she's and literally just, just... And Jenny she's... McCarthy doing these odd jobs. <laughs> and, and the other one is later on. They just another call back, and she just pulls out a toe ball. And she, it just took me like a day to get all the chrome off it. And that's it. It's just this one line. And they were just, and it, it's ignored. And I went, genius. It's the, it's the rule of threes. And it comes, oh God. But they don't explain what she, she doesn't explain what she means. She just, yeah. Assume it's a sexual she sucked the, yeah, she, she sucked the chrome off, off her tail bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she just says this line and everyone just looks at it and goes, ah, like, oh, it's so bad and great. It's so, uh, yeah. As we say, ugh. Problematic, problematic, but it's still 
But yes, Eldridge. The um, the, the if, if the Eldridge, because I I like DB Cooper turning up, but I wish it was part of the story. It was, I mean, it was fun throwaway thing, but it was just like a thing, and I was like, oh, it's sad that DB Cooper wasn't part of the adventure or some way. So I'm hoping the Eldridge is actually part of the. Uh, well, the other thing that um I think is coming is that um a lot of people have pointed out that we one of the main promo images for the show was Loki in like a suit with like a yes. button saying vote for Loki and all that sort of thing. Yes. And uh, we haven't seen that yet. And it's got so, the, um, the, Vikings behind it. Oh, no, no, I think yeah. they're Kublai Khan kind of people. They're, yeah. um, they're Mongols. Mongols, yeah. Yeah, so so is that is that coming next? Like, like, does Loki have to, like, become the king of the Lokis? Like, what's going on? <laughs> vote, this picture. Vote Loki. Oh, yeah, you can put, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Actually, they're not. No, they're not Mongols. They're people in, like, weird World War II hats. And no. Yeah, it's, it's like there's obviously, like, you know, time displacement being suggested. Yeah. yeah, so we haven't seen that yet. And I wonder if that's just thematic or whether we are actually going to see that version of, of Loki pop up. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? What a, what, a, what a wonderful little show it is. What a fantastic show. I love it so much. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Just it's, great fun. It's so playful and it makes me care about these ridiculous characters. And once again, we've talked about it a few times, but the whole idea that we've watched this Loki go through more development, like even now, like Sif, he realized that, you know, I cut your hair off and I, th- cause I thought it was funny and it wasn't. And so once again, you go, oh, he's learning. Like he's becoming... Hmm. High speed, humble Loki. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's, he's learning, but he's learning to be good and he's realizing he can do whatever he wants and he can hmm. be good but he was he said he went he went not everyone is evil as truly evil and everyone is good as truly good and you're like he's not going to become like a goody two-shoes he's just going to be an anti-hero he'll do bad things but then he'll do good things like he'll exactly yeah. be james bond <laughs> totally well, he should be, as as I've said before, oh, he should be, but he won't oh, yeah, be. Good point. Yeah, yeah. But James Bond is kind of. He'd an be a weirdly. Well, let's say skinny. Once again, I saw he does a lot of chest acting. Tom Hiddleston, uh, <laughs> lots of chest puffed up, puffed chest. up chest. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's he does have big chest. I mentioned that last time. So yeah. But I mean, basically, I I just love that. Like the MCU, this is canonically on screen the fourth time that Loki has died. Yes. I, I cared yeah. about it just as, I, like, you know, you other people into- poo-pooing it. I totally, that moment hit me. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, he died. He commented. I've been he died. I know. Now I've lost count. Yeah. Can you go through them for me? Because I can't. He basically died in the first Thor. He falls off the rainbow bridge into the void. Yep. We, we kind of knew that he wasn't dead, but, like, the as far as the movie was concerned, he died. Then he died in Thor: The Dark World, except he didn't. Like apparently, it's, yep. a, it's it was a life model decoy or whatever. Yep. And then he died in Endgame at the yep. start of Endgame. Uh, oh uh, no, the start of Infinity War. Sorry. Um, and so he was so killed. Loki can't count higher than three. That's a, that's about upsetting. That's a bit, <laughs> he's not that bright, obviously. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Maths was yeah, yeah. He's the god. He's not. Like, are you the god of mathematics? No, actually, I'm really, I'm really not. No. Sort of the opposite. I like the idea because they they have made them all the gods like have become well the Asgardian gods have become they're just people. I mean that's that's what makes. I mean let's face it, the, the Asgardian gods and the actual the old myths were kind of weirdly people as well. That's what makes them interesting. They're not like Christian gods which are hmm. ineffable, unknowable. They're just dudes who and ladies who get it on and fight and all the rest, make mistakes. Uh, but now they've kind of introduced this idea that Loki. It's not just a big guy with a hammer, or he's like he's actually the universe needs chaos, and so therefore it creates yeah. gods and goddesses of mischief. Um, yeah, it creates agents that will go in and stir things up. Yes, and that's really cool. The idea that the he, it's almost like the the Loki's are almost like white blood cells to protect the universe from yeah. like the TVA. Well, and not only that, like you know, for, to to take the the sort of the meta angle again, like you need conflict to make a story interesting, you know? And so from that, from that perspective, like, you know, you, you need a character like a Loki to go in and stir things up and make things interesting. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want to just be the person who loses so everyone else can be better. Like you talked about that in the, in the early yeah. in the first podcast. That's, he doesn't, that Loki wouldn't want that. That's not, he wants to be the main dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, he wants to be the hero of his own story, and yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't normally get to be, but maybe he no. will be. But I guess if you if you know if you go, oh well, back to my schemes. But you know, I won't I won't murder people, but I'll do lots of wacky schemes, and that's okay. If I lose, that's all right because the universe needs me to lose, so the universe goes on being amazing. That makes you the center point again. You become the most important thing in the universe. Because yeah. even if someone, if Captain America punches you out, that's all right because you had to do that to save the universe. Not to punch yeah. you. You had to be 
wacky mischief man, otherwise the universe is going to collapse. Sure. Uh, so you're now you're super important again. So whether he, whether that's the truth or not, it's a good thing to believe if you're Loki. I'd like to make one final comment about the what possibly a prediction, but I don't know if it was. It sort of was touched on, but not really resolved. Which was, you know, I think my my thought for from last week that they would get rescued from Lamentus mm-hmm. by Mobius turning up with the portals. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. But of course, I forgot that whole thing that apocalypses are not supposed to show mm. variant activity because it's supposed to be minor by comparison. But yeah, so whatever happened was was, was big enough to crack mm. through. Yeah. And they said, you know, have you ever seen a branch like that? And it's sort of you could see the branch in the background going almost vertical. Yeah, off like 90 degrees off. Yeah. The, yeah, well off. Yeah. And that seemed to start happening when they kind of touched or were kind mm. of close and having that yeah. moment of, wow, we're facing death. And, you know, so either it's something about two Lokis being in the same place mm. or the fact that those particular two Lokis, because Mobius comes in to Loki in the, in the testicle bashing place and says, um, <laughs> do you really think you deserve to be alone? Mm. Now, come on, be honest. Do you really think that? Because I think the relationship between you mm. and Sylvie mm. could bring this whole place down. Mm-hmm. So that's his sort of theory. So how is that going to play out? Like how is Loki's and Sylvie's, is it the fact that they touched? But I think they'd touched before, like maybe just. Yeah, well, I mean, they'd, they'd fought as they'd well. Fought. <laughs> um. As in having having that kind of connection yeah. moment yeah. Um, was enough to trigger the ding, 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 ding. They're yeah. over here, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I said it. I said it a little bit earlier, but I mean, uh, like, it's it's them both simultaneously coming to the realization that they don't have to do this. You know, like they can find acceptance and connection with another person, even if, yeah. if that other person is themselves. And they had to kind of come to near death to like near final death. Yeah, and, and it's a complete change. It's a complete change in, in their, what would ordinarily be a Loki's mindset. And it's it's large enough of a change that it completely sets off all the alarms in, in um, TVAHQ. Mobius says, no, you don't work together, do you? Like he makes that comment when the, like he's when Loki's lying about, you know, I control her, she's nothing to me. And he, yeah, you're not, you're not really into partners, are you? They keep mentioning that Loki's work, Loki, Loki's, work alone yeah and 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 that's already enough mischief to damage the universe or to set that sacred timeline a quiver suddenly you have two of them working together yeah. working on one plan and then you suddenly have loki squared or loki to the power of e or infinity loki or something like that yeah uh, and that's yeah i see what you're saying there that could be very much easily it's so much mischief the universe is just going to bust out now you can't hold this down yeah um, yeah that's really cool i like that yeah that's that's awesome so basically it's some um, fifth element the fifth element of the universe is love exactly oh there we go there we have it or at least some real serious mutual masturbation <laughs> It just felt. just just to bring it back down to yeah cods I, I i sort of said from the beginning that i i've always thought loki to be so self-involved that, mm. that falling in love with himself would make sense and i'm mm. kind of pleased to be borne out mm. if indeed that's what he was about to say to her because he said it's all new maybe he just means thank you for being my friend or something but either way he's found a friend or someone who could see himself having as a companion in some way mm. it's not necessarily sexual maybe it's do you just- think one of them has to die like, do you think to the end it, there'll be some sort of suicide slash one if, will stay behind to hold the bomb while the other one gets out? Aren't they already <laughs> making a second season of Loki? Isn't I, I, that already confirmed? Well, maybe, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't know. But kind of like Black Widow and Hawkeye did to get the Mind Stone. Uh, yeah, so they they sacrificed themselves to jump off the edge, and they both fought each other to be the person to kill to kill mm. themselves. So is, is that what we're getting? Is this a replay of that concept? Do you think you'll get two Lokis? trying to out-Loki each other to rescue each other. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I do think that if um, if they pull the same scenario and they kill the girl again, I think mm. people are going to lose their minds. Mm. <laughs> also, I think that all, what you guys were saying about her being the Enchantress, which is another character, yes. I don't think they're going to kill that off. I don't even know that they'd kill someone like Ravenna off or Ravonna. I think she'll end up being... Somehow. Yeah, I'm, I'm again like for for reasons we're dancing around. I'm interested to see what happens with Ravonna at the end of this oh, series. Please. Do you think she liked? Because she seemed quite, unless she's a very good actor, she seemed quite upset that she had to prune Mobius. Yeah, well, I think she did. I, th- I think you know, like she says, he's her favorite, her favorite analyst. Yeah, so that almost seemed like a romance as well. She kept saying friendship, but I was going, 
do you love this guy in a weird hmm. way? Or, or is he a beloved pet? Is it like the same way I'd be very sad if I... Well, maybe he was about to rise... He, maybe he was almost about to rise above the level of beloved pet, and then she had to put him down. Yeah, I was... Because that seemed like quite an emotional scene where she was like, where are you going? I have to go. One drink. Uh, you know, she seemed... This is a career change for you. Like, she was kind mm. of... And, you know, this friendship that we've had through the eons, like, she was kind of... That's really rare. That's a really rare thing. I was like... Oh, I thought she was going to be quite manipulative. If she is, she's very good at it. Maybe that's what, that's what makes you a real villain. Is a good villain is you're not just villain. <laughs> like you go, oh, I love the people I love, but I'll kill everyone else, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. It's interesting. I don't, I don't know how to take Ravana. She, she went Marvel villainous at the end in the in the elevator, all kind of like I don't even remember. I was like, oh, that's a bit. Nasty. <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed nasty for no reason. Where I hadn't got that feeling from her before. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if you finish your list, Stu, and I finish mine, I think maybe it's time to call this clam bake to an end. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thank you to our special guest today, Greg from the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, they've just put a new app out, so have a listen, S-E-T-K-B on Twitter. Yep. And uh, Greg the Wah. Are you just the Wah on Twitter? At the Wah. Uh, at, at the, the Wah. At the Wah. Yep, yes. yep, yep. That's right. And, of course, Disco Stew at Disco Stew is Disco Stew's <laughs> Twitter That's account. That's me. And I am at Girl Clumsy. Do call in anytime. All welcome. Uh, you can also uh, check us out, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. And once again, my tremendous, tremendous thanks to my patrons who mwah, could not even begin to eat food without you. Honestly, I, I know I always try to make these sound more genuine and I fail, but it's because <laughs> I'm embarrassed by emotion. So <laughs> But please know she's, that I'm, she's new to this, by the I'm way. I'm new to this, yeah. I'm really new to this. So thank you all, everyone, for your uh, assistance in making the podcast happen and other things. Uh, Patreon.com slash GoClumsy is that if you would like to join in. Thank you so much to everybody for your thoughts and comments, and uh, we appreciate them. Uh, Stu, have we worked out an outro yet? No, and I don't think we ever will, but we'll just say uh, <laughs> I think we said in episode one uh, a variant podcast came up with a much better outro than this. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. We will see you next week for episode five of Loki. Okay, bye. <laughs>